The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome in, pro wrestling fans, here on a Memorial Day edition of Busted Open Radio Podcast Edition. I am Brian McKinnell in for a traveling Dave LaGreca, and I got the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, alongside me as my tag team partner for this podcast edition of busted open and Tommy obviously on this Monday uh, a lot to hit on from double or nothing and a, a wild night in professional wrestling but no bigger news at least not in our little umbrella our little world our little space than the one and only world's strongest man Mark Henry signing with all elite wrestling and we take a deep dive into that on this episode absolutely you can never use the term little and Mark Henry or busted open because we are bigger than ever and this show this podcast we will dive deep into mark henry a lot of people talking about it as well as one hell of an amazing show and the biggest winner of it all was the fans the fans made that show even better and i'm so happy to be back and back to being normal absolutely it's speaking about being happy for the fans and for everyone on the card maybe none more so than the returning sting that's right sting having his first match back in front of fans in six years and tommy you're 50 years old you're a diehard sting fan from childhood i'm 37 years old i'm a diehard sting fan from childhood we find that commonality and the beauty of pro wrestling through that great match that sting gave us last night and we chop it up here on the podcast edition And we're talking about an icon, the icon Sting, a 62-year-old man who went out and gave a performance that was, again, iconic for Sting. That's right. All you got to do, Nation, is sit back, relax, and click play. Let's get it going on this Memorial Day edition of Busted Open Radio. Let's go. Live from the SiriusXM studios in New York City, this is Busted Open. Your only destination for daily pro wrestling talk in the entire world. From the independent scene to the main event of WrestleMania, no one covers pro wrestling like Busted Open. Hot topics, breaking news, and interviews with some of the biggest names in the game. A show designed for the fan, by the fan. Old school. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. Meets new school. Busted open. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Live now. Yeah, let's get it, pro wrestling fans. And I do mean let's get it, pro wrestling fans. Here on a Memorial Day edition of Busted Open, 
I am Ryan McKinnell in for a traveling Dave LaGreca. I got the one and only innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, as my tag team partner here today on this Monday. We got a new women's champ in AEW. We are coming off of a great double or nothing, and there is plenty to get to, but nothing more surprising, Tommy Dreamer, as we start the show today, than our friend and colleague, the one and only world's strongest man, Mark Henry, is now all elite tommy dreamer holy shit good morning and yes there were a lot of holy uh (laughs) shit moments last night what a time uh what an amazing time you know dude the mvp of the show uh, were were the fans what a relief to be to watch that atmosphere i can't wait till the nation gets to talk to dave gets to talk to uh, Mark, I mean, Mark has to address these. What well, I can't even say rumors. What's going on? Just questions. Um, just yeah, we just got questions. A million thousand questions, Tommy. A million thousand. You no, know, I'm watching. <laughs> I'm watching the show. You're also checking social media, and just right. seeing name after name trend. Uh, just seeing, you know, the their hashtag uh, AEW DON trending number one all night which is so so cool you know especially for wrestling and wrestling fans it's just it's such a great time and you know with this pandemic uh, I don't want to say coming to a close but with restrictions being lifted and just like celebrating everybody you see some people still wearing masks some people not wearing masks I know Tony is big on uh, kind of following guidelines as well as making sure all fans are are safe uh, I mean, you, our own Dave LaGreca is there with his wife. And yes, he's vaccinated, but uh, still, it's just this whole celebration. And man, what a pay-per-view. What a pay-per-view. And and as we mentioned, uh, Tommy, holy shit, because there were, as you said, uh, plenty of holy shit moments from last night. And we will get to them all. But we have the audio uh, towards the end of the show last night. Tony Schiavone making the announcement on the pay-per-view that, uh, well, presumed WWE lifer, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, and our colleague and friend right here on Busted Open, making his unbelievable (laughs) debut in All Elite Wrestling. Check it out in case you missed it last night on the pay-per-view. Here it is. You may not know that we have a very special analyst that we have signed for this event for this show he's also going to be one of the coaches here in aw ladies and gentlemen are you ready here is our newest analyst on tnt and on rampage the world's strongest man mark henry he is a hall of famer and what a gift he will be to AEW, the fans are standing, a standing ovation for a man that I know very, very well. The world's strongest man joining the broadcast team here in all elite wrestling. Yeah, let's go. Now that is a pop, Tommy Dreamer, and let's get this right out of the way. I didn't know. LaGreca, I don't think, knew. You didn't know. Andre didn't know. I don't think there was anybody. I, I, I can't speak for Mark or his family. I mean, 
This was about as tight-lipped as it comes. Uh, Dreamer, I just sat in my kitchen. I was like, I think I was like uh, uh, reheating some barbecue or something. I was getting ready for like the main event time on uh, AEW, and Shivani's talking, and I'm like kind of halfway listening to him. You heard the audio there. And then I, the world's, and as soon as he starts in with that, I kind of like drop my fork and I just start, no fucking way. I just, I just start saying it over and over and over again. And I, I mean, as a legit pop as an old man can give, I gave it, I mean, just a, a super exciting moment, obviously for us here at Busted Open, but just as a pro wrestling fan, Tommy Dreamer, Mark Henry is no longer with the WWE. That, that, that is, uh, that was a uh, really surprising. What was your surprise level? When uh when you when you heard this happen last night, uh I was super duper happy for my friend Mark Henry. I was shocked too because I don't when you say a lifer for WWE, I don't think anybody's a lifer for anyone. But he was he was close as anyone could be. He was been there for the longest time. Uh, you know he had signed one of the longest contracts, and he was there for a long long time. Uh, Andre the producing yeah. giant, twenty five years he was in the WWE. Yeah. I know he was. I don't want to talk. Uh, Mark can talk for himself. I don't want to yeah. say anything um, unless I was interviewing Mark. I'm happy for Mark. Mark has a lot to offer the wrestling industry. Uh, if you listen to the Busted Open podcast, we talk about the art of kayfabe. I'll tell you when I knew Mark Henry was going to AEW. I'm telling you, I knew it. It happened on this show when it was him okay. and Tony. He said something like, man, I'm going to go. And then I saw a glimmer in Tony's eyes and I saw Mark saying something. And I think, I don't want to say, I don't want to speculate, but negotiations <laughs> happened rapidly. And oh, I yeah? knew Mark was going, I thought Mark was going to be in the battle Royal. That's to be my honest opinion. And when they announced him to be an announcer and a coach, Mark has a wealth of knowledge. Um, he's very, very yeah. inspirational to a lot of athletes. The biggest part where, this will hurt the WWE is what Mark Henry. Mark Henry has brought a lot of wrestlers to the WWE table scouting uh, at all these different things. And I know he was talking to WWE about continuing to do that. I also saw uh, a job opening for WWE for a specific like uh, spot, which basically was my old job when I worked for WWE. Um, I think that's where it would have hurt the WWE, but Mark Henry being an announcer is cool for him. Cause he's going to, he has a great vast knowledge of professional wrestling. He's going to yeah. see how difficult it is to be an announcer. And it, it's a challenge for him, but Mark is going to step up and answer that challenge. I'm very, very happy for yeah. uh, everyone involved. I'm happy for Mark and his family, as well as the, the wrestling business has a lot to offer a lot of guys. And, and this show we could talk about, Mark Henry, Big Show, Christian, Chris Jericho, Moxley, mm. all guys who were in that system and now are thriving in another system. And that's what this business should be and is about. And it's not AEW is giving life to these wrestlers. And for years, the WWE would do market surveys and like they're like, oh, what do you miss the most? And it's like, hey, we miss the older wrestlers. You also look at Arn, Tully, Jake. Vicky Guerrero, yep. they all have a purpose and they're not just discarded uh, how they are. It's just like, oh, well, you, you hit a certain age and you're gone. No. And, I'm, and I love that about AEW. I love that about Tony Khan. And how do you not 
benefit when you have these men and women who reach to the top of the business. And now you have this building block of a company that's continuing on this amazing momentum to add such knowledge as well as competitors. Look at what happened last night in the, the battle Royal. You have Matt Hardy, you have Christian boat. And then this young kid jungle boy, and then look at the end result right then and there, those two guys endorse jungle boy. And it's like, Whoa, this kid's the future, which we've all been talking about. And uh, you talk about that live crowd being back, obviously, for Jungle Boy, for everybody, for Britt Baker, for Mark Henry, for the entire damn show. It just felt so good. Uh, The crowd, a big salute to everyone that was down there in Jacksonville. You know, we talk about it a lot on the show. Uh, You know, a crowd can make or break a match, Tommy Dreamer. It can make or break a show. Um, We talked about it regularly on Busted Open during the pandemic. I think we are all appreciating the business a little bit differently. I think workers are appreciating the fans a little bit differently, and I think fans are appreciating the workers a little bit differently. And, uh, boy, the energy was sure there last night. And over the next three hours, we're going to hit it all, Tommy. We have audio uh, from the major players from last night, courtesy of Dave LaGreca and Evil Ed Robinson. They were boots on the ground down there in Florida. So you're going to get to hear from Chris Jericho, Tony Khan, Britt Breaker. Specifically, you're going to hear from uh, Chris Jericho and Tony Khan talking about the addition of Mark Henry coming up here um, in, in, in just a few minutes, Tommy. But obviously a lot to get to uh, talking about Mark Henry still. It's, uh, it, you know, Mark's going to be on the show tomorrow with Dave. So some of the questions I'm sure that uh, are out there are going to be answered. I have no answers for any of the questions. I don't know what it means. I think we should all call in. On, on, on Saturday. We should all call in. Yeah, we should all call in and grill Mark and ask him. We, he wants the real <laughs> questions. Forget about the press junket. We're going to hit him with a lot of the I'm calling in. I don't care. And he always calls in when I'm on my show, so I'm going to call in on his. But I think we should, man. Uh, I, I'm yeah. just happy for him. Uh, here's also uh, what I yes. love about wrestling fans and wrestling. How old are you again? 30, uh, 37. You got got. When you heard oh, yeah. the oh, world yeah. strongest man, oh, you yeah. get yeah. that excitement. When If you go back and listen to the audio, when he says the world, he doesn't even get it out. And you hear this rumble and the people. That's, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> Mark got this ovation that, you know, he was like this hot new talent just <laughs> bursting on the yep. scene. Uh, and again, that's what, as a performer, we live for as a performer, Mark hasn't had that in a long, long time. If I'm going theatric about it, I'm Mark Henry. I I walk out wearing that salmon jacket. I take it (laughs) off and I put on, uh, another jacket that has AEW crest on it for everyone to see. And that's a bigger pop, but that's just me. I'm a pop whore. So, uh, (laughs) but if you think about just that whole moment and and what that means for the industry, you just keep. Nobody knew, not one. There was very little speculation online. No one, like, people were all like, who's going to be in this battle royal? Yeah. Man, it was great. Uh, who was in the battle royal? Leah Rush. Uh, Leah Rush and Mark Henry in the same locker room on the same night. And uh, that was, had the internet. Uh, oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. In, in a, in, in, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, that had the internet in a bit of an uproar. So I had some fun uh, following some of those threads. But uh, you talk about being a pop whore, Tommy Dreamer. First of all, Andre, I hope you got a, 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 a cut of that. And you can use that forever. But let's hear that pop again for the world's strongest man last night at Double or Nothing. Newest analyst on TNT and on Rampage, 
the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. He is a Hall of Famer, and what a gift he will be to AEW. The fans are standing, a standing ovation for a man that I know very, very well. The world's strongest man joining the broadcast team here in All Elite Wrestling. You talk about that pop, Tommy Dreamer. There was a moment there where I think you could see it on Mark. Like he could feel the energy and you saw motion in the crowd. He was like, come on, give it to me. Uh, so many wrestlers, so many workers, so many of our favorites uh, uh, throughout this pandemic didn't get that moment with fans. I'm talking about to have that that feeding off the energy of the live fans. Um, we're never going to get that time back. It, I, I talked about it on Saturday with Mark. You know, I, I, It's hard not feeling robbed as a professional wrestling fan on some level because of all the great surprises AEW has given us over the last 16 months. Tommy, I am so glad that Mark got that in front of a live crowd. He deserves it. I'm just thinking about Matt Hardy last yeah. year. Yeah. Matt Hardy did not get that reaction. No, he didn't. Uh, because there was no fans, and they went into that whole uh, stampede match. Matt and the drone and the delete, the delete. <laughs> that was a moment that would have lasted in time forever if yep. there were fans. Yep. Where you go back and you show that real or, or that again moments so that's a moment that we got to be at home and as professional wrestlers we all just we live for those moments yes i'm very very happy uh, hell i haven't had that moment i haven't i mean i've wrestled in front of fans but on a bigger big stage you know whether it's a, a wwe event or an aew event or even you know an impact wrestling where we're just having the conversation about fans and letting them in, but we're in a small ass studio. So I don't think that's going to happen. And it's just, it's hard to get yourself up. I discussed it when I wrestled rich Swan uh -huh. without the fans, but it's such a symbiotic relationship where we rely on you just as much as you rely on us. Yeah. And that pay-per-view last night from the first match to the last yes. match gave us those emotional attachments of why I love professional wrestling and I know why you love wrestling and I know why the nation loves wrestling. Absolutely. And speaking of the nation, 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT-93. Double or nothing reactions. Reactions to Mark Henry signing with All Elite. That's right. Mark Henry is All Elite. When we come back, we're going to stay on that tip. We are going to hear from Tony Khan, Chris Jericho, and more as they uh, gave their thoughts on the signings of the world's strongest man last night at Double or Nothing. We are just getting started here on a Memorial Day edition of Busted Open. I'm Ryan McKinnell in for Dave LaGreca at the Innovator of Violence, Tommy Dreamer. This is Busted Open. Hey everyone, this is Lisa Ann and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app and Apple Podcasts. Off the pain. Another stinger splash. 
And nobody home. Nobody home. Scorpio Sky comes over the... Only for the cutter. He held on. Scorpio Death Drop! Scorpio Death Drop is in. Legs hooked. Shoulders down. And Sting! And Darviel! The team of Darby Allen and Steve. Wow. My God, I lost my breath. What a hell of a match. Sting back. And the crowd went wild. Welcome back into hour two of Busted Open. I'm Ryan McKinnelin for Dave LaGreca, who is traveling back from Double or Nothing, and I got my tag team partner here on this Monday, the one and only innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. And Tommy, you just heard it, the highlight right there. Sting getting his moment in front of the crowd. Listen, I, I, I'm i not going to go and say it was the best match of the night because that card was filled with great matches. And, and truth be told, I'd probably have to give it a, a, a little while to simmer and go back and rewatch it. But I do know one thing. That was my favorite finish last night. That outside apron cutter spot from Scorpio Sky into the Scorpion Death Drop from Sting. It just, I, I felt that it was such a well-constructed match. And uh, yeah, my favorite finish from Double or Nothing was that tag with uh, Darby Allen and Sting. I'm listening to that audio. I also, yesterday, I watched the a biography of the Ultimate Warrior. And listening to that, and you said it before, it made, it made you forget how old you are. I have heard yep. Jim Ross say the name Sting since the UWF days. And then it's followed up, Jim Ross followed up by Tony Schiavone. And when I tell you I was one of the biggest Sting fans growing up as a kid, I'm, I hear that and I feel I'm 16 years old. And I'm a 50-year-old man. So it's amazing to see him at the level that he is at and again did sting sting needed to get that pin in that match darby didn't do it darby doesn't need it because darby's going to be wrestling a lot longer than sting but sting gave us that moment and if he continues to give us those moments and i remember we talk about moments when sting just came out it was like what in the world are we watching and man you look at that locker room I just see it. I haven't been there in a while, but that landscape of a locker room, I mean, one has definitely changed, but it's like, it's this championship team. It's like the Chicago Bulls in their heyday. And you just look and you're like, holy crap, I have all these amazing players and coaches. And it's just like, wow, it really is. Or, or I mean, I, I'll use the Yankees reference, the 90s Yankees, dude. On their bench, they had Jose Canseco, Daryl Strawberry, Tim Raines. Uh, they had all these older guys, Dwight Gooden, David Cohn. And you look at their bench and you're like, no wonder why they won a World Series again this year. Because they're, they were so loaded in depth. And I'm telling you, and I, I will tell this to Tony, AEW has enough talent and enough to fill a stadium. And I'm happy to see that they're going back to Chicago um, they have oh, yeah. enough s- good storylines and depth in their roster where it's like, okay, you want to keep pushing us? We'll go sell out uh, a stadium and not just an arena, how literally AEW started. And they're on safe, such great momentum. 
Yeah, you talk about All Out. I mean, before there was an All Elite Wrestling, it started as a challenge, right? You can't sell out 10,000 seats, essentially. And All Out was born, thus All Elite was born. And uh, and here we are just a couple short years later, Tommy, living in, in what feels like a completely new era so it is it's just a great time to be a pro wrestling fan it, it, it just it, it's exciting you wake up excited um and and you know what you, you talk about the excitement level and in filling arenas and with everyone gonna eventually getting back on the road the thing that i love most about aew and and i and i would love to see a return to it on some level with wwe and not just wwe anyone who is putting on pay-per-views quarterly pay-per-views tommy dreamer i want the pay-per-views to matter that's why i saw a couple complaints last night that the show went long and it was a long show it was a long show but i have so much less of an issue when you run a long show like that when you're only running premium pay-per-views once every few months you know what i mean it's my favorite thing about all elite wrestling uh i agree 1000 percent. and a long show there's a difference between a long show and a show that is so, so good that you never want it to end. There's a big difference. And the crowd was so into the, the show. And, and here's how I tell you how it worked. Besides this amazing three-way where also Kenny Omega, yeah. one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, cheated Preach. and got heat in a finish with Don Callis. Then what do you end up the show with? Everybody frigging singing a song and celebrating. I, I've said this only a few times. The only time you really sing uh, is at a concert or at church where you're celebrating some, whatever your religion is. My religion is yeah. professional wrestling. And I have lived these moments where with everybody knows the song. How do we know the song? Everybody knew Sandman's song, and it wasn't just because it was Metallica, because it was the Sandman song, and they could sing every verse because you're part of this celebration of professional wrestling. And just like with Jericho uh, and that song and ending that show where that match wasn't cinematic how it was last year, but right. you're watching it like it is a movie because it's taking place in another part. But when it all came back to that arena, and everyone is gone. It's literally sending everyone home happy. It's the encore. It's everything you love about wrestling and rock and roll and all mixed together. And like Dave said, it's a younger crowd, but they they know all the history of wrestling and they just sit back and they're appreciating everything they got. It, it's it's literally the beautifulest art form I could ever imagine. It was great. Going to church on a Memorial Day Monday, courtesy of the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. Beautiful stuff right there, Tommy. Listen, let's hear from Tony Khan as we talk about this great moment from Sting back in front of a crowd. Uh, just a, 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 an extremely well-told story. Hot crowd, hot moment. Uh, a night full of moments was uh, uh, definitely uh, the the uh, can be read on the headline, but... Man, Sting getting his moment. Obviously, along with Mark Henry, there was a lot of uh, cool things to take away from Double or Nothing, but but Sting was right there at the top. Again, let's hear from Tony Khan, and, and, and he had some words on the great moment and uh, and everything that we saw last night from Sting. This is Tony Khan last night, courtesy of Dave LaGreca. My expectations were super high, and I never knew that he was going to get in the ring and do what he did. But but really, like as he got ready for his cinematic match with uh, you know Darby teaming uh, against 
uh, Brian Cage and Darby. It was like so fun and it was like inspirational to see Steve like really finding his like comfort level. And it was hard for him to work in an environment he'd never been in in front of like, you know, 25% capacity crowds and sometimes taping like promos and stuff in front of an empty arena, stuff he never had to do. And so for me, like uh, I expected Steve would come in because he promised and he showed me he was in great shape and he said, I want to do these matches. And we talked about doing cinematic matches and let's see what happens. And then, you know, in the run up uh, as we were planning stuff, I mean, he ended up doing a, a power bomb with Brian Cage and had like great physicality with Brian and, and Ricky in the setup to their tag match against Sting and Darby. So uh, as we did that, started to think like he can do a live match and at the next pay-per-view instead of doing a cinematic this makes a lot of sense because I wanted Sting to be comfortable and if he was going to wrestle on the show and I know he wanted to but he wanted to do it and he had a great time and the expectations were very high but Sting has exceeded I think my expectations and everyone's. Tony Khan on Sting courtesy of our own Dave LaGreca who was down there at Double or Nothing in Jacksonville. Uh, Tommy Tony used a word in there that stuck out to me, inspirational. You were talking about how you were this this just gigantic Sting fan as a child. Well, so was I, and that's what's kind of beautiful. I'm 37, you're 50. We are separated by a generation, right? But Sting still means the same thing to you and I. So last night, even though you're 50 and you're a legend and, and I'm 37 and I am definitely not a legend, we felt the same exact thing. And you talked about the beautiful art of pro wrestling, man. It just... uh those who get it, get it. And I'm glad that we get it. That's all I can say. Yeah. And we thought we we saw the end of Sting in WWE. He finally yeah. showed up. He had his career there. It was he, And he did good pieces of business there. But it really, yeah. at times, wasn't the Sting Sting that we all fell in love with. I, I feel like we're seeing the Sting that we all grew up with and, and fell in love with. And, and you talk about just like the things that he has seen. You think about. Here's a guy who started in the 80s, was main eventing in the 80s, 90s, and is still could main event today, especially with these performances. You motivate people enough. You have them, uh, in, again, in front of, or, hey, Sting, I want, to, uh, I want to be in a stadium, or I'm looking at this show, or I have Kenny Omega who basically says he's going to retire you, but there's so many different ways you could go. Think of an all-star team of, you know, <laughs> it was, it was, uh, Tony Khan said the day of blood and guts right down the street. He was there when they did a war games and sting and Dustin Rhodes were in that match and they're still wrestling. And, and when, again, it's when nuts. I say age is just a number, yeah. think about last year, the match that Cody and Dustin had that just was this off the charts thing where we all thought it was the last match for Dustin, all this stuff. And he's how he contributes and how he moves in the ring, dude. I, Billy Gunn, Taz Billy being Gunn, the manager, yes. for people. I, I could just keep yep. on going on and on of veterans and guys coming up or in their prime and how that helps. Listen, this company was kind of started on Jericho and, and all the stuff that Jericho was right. doing. And he, when he walked out, this, this company has always delivered this shock value. If someone goes back in, in 10 to 20 years about this documentary of something called AEW, it's going to start mm -hmm. with the, the exclamation point of Jericho, where he 
said no to the WWE and came here. And then it was, oh, the John Moxley's. And yes, it was, it was wave, right? You know, all right. started with Tony and, and the Young Bucks and this conversation. The Young Bucks don't get, I don't want to say enough credit because they also kind of are smart about it and don't want that credit. You know, even when they're heels, they could say, hey, we started all this thing and this is how you re- you treat us. No, they go about with their talent and ability. Uh, I, I love the Young Bucks. They're my favorite tag team. Uh, heels, faces. I love their match that they had last night. They're over the topness and people are crapping all over them. Great. You should be because it's their job. They go out there and do their job to make you hate them or to love them. And right now they want you to hate them. And they do an, I love their match and oh, it was so good. It really was. And, and, and we'll, we'll elaborate more on that uh, uh, in the coming next couple hours, but I'll say this about the young bucks, Tommy. I, I just, I, I agree with you. I love them when they're baby faces. I love them with their, when they're heels, they are the tag team of their generation. I just, I just like them a little bit more when they're heels. I like the way they, 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 they tell their stories. I, I just, yep. then they're doing beautiful heel work uh, right now. Real quick. Um, Back to Sting, because you talked about the last time we saw him, which was essentially in the WWE and 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 the buckle bomb and Seth Rollins and everything. For me, uh, one I, I, I like as an adult, the scariest moment watching pro wrestling, like knowing what I was watching, like as an adult, um, it, it stuck with me forever. Uh, I still kind of get like a little weird feeling about it, just because of how much respect I have for Sting and just how how much of a bummer it all was. Uh, Tommy, I didn't want to see Sting wrestle again. I didn't want to see him take bumps in a live crowd. I didn't want him to have, if it was up to me, I, if, I, if I was Tony Khan, you wouldn't have saw Sting last night, right? Last, uh, on Double or Nothing. And that would have been a huge mistake on my part. And I'm just so happy that, I, I, I don't know, I just, it, just, it went so well for Sting, Tommy. And the fact that, I guess, convert would be the right word, that you took a guy like me who was, you know, all up in my feelings and didn't want to see Sting working by, well, I don't know, shit, man, two minutes into that match, I didn't have one of those single thoughts. He just, he really did what he's supposed to do. And I know we're talking about Sting, we're talking about one of the greatest of all time, but it was still surprising how damn well that worked out. Absolutely. And, and, you know, here's the thing. I mean, honestly, what would motivate Sting to get out of bed? What motivates Sting? He doesn't need the money. He does it because he loves wrestling and he loves performing. And when you have that heart and passion, and even like Tony said, this was Sting's idea. Sting said, you know what? Yeah, I could get through it. A lot of times for me, I'll be like, yeah, I think I get through a, a tag match. No problem. And then, you know what, I know it's going to, it has to come down. You know what? I think I could have a great singles match. And yes, you got to look at uh, an unheralded documentary on the WWE Network, by the way, is that Sting one where they talk about that with Seth Rollins. I got emotional that too, because I didn't know the severity of Sting, uh, his injury, what he went through. You see Seth Rollins crying, all this stuff. I mean, we, there's so many wrestlers that worship this guy. And then the fact that he went out there and did it again, kudos to Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, who went out there yes. and had a great match and a great showing for themselves and reminded us all, like, you know, we became, Sting became ageless. Um, it, it was just, it was such a great moment. And yes, if I'm, I'm like you, I have to ask my talent, and, you know, sometimes wrestlers will lie, but if it's, hey, Sting, do you think you could do this? I don't know if I want to take that liability as an owner, but if you signed a contract to wrestle, you're cleared. 
you're cleared to wrestle, go. Look at the moments again that we had with Daniel Bryan and Edge. And we have stuff like that with Sting. It's this amazing yep. story of this amazing, uh, it's a comeback. And it's a comeback of, of a 62-year-old man that showed that, hey, he doesn't need cinematic matches. He Yes, he's in a tag match with a super-duper popular kid who's literally go out there and do anything you want to his body. But uh, I'm going to tell you, man, there, there's going to be a time where Sting's just going to have this one amazing one-on-one match, and it's, it's going to be awesome television again. And you hit the nail on the head. Kudos to Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page for the work they did because, I mean, you're only as good as your dance partner. And, uh, man, they made Sting look – I mean, Sting doesn't need a lot of help looking like a million bucks. But at 62, everyone could use a little bit of help. And I'll tell you, man, Tommy, when he took that suplex to the uh, the graded steel right and then popped right back up and went face-to-face and, and chucked and – chucked, I think it was Scorpio Sky off the edge of that uh, poker chip. It just – it took – to a whole nother level great stories told last night at double or nothing we are just scratching the surface when we come back we're gonna get back to some of our favorite moments from the night we got plenty more audio coming your way courtesy of dave lagreco who spoke with tony con chris jericho and the woman of the night and it might have been the story of the night uh for a lot of folks Britt baker taking her rightful place as aew women's world champion The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.